Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scions of the Southland. As always, my name is Akshay Ishwaran, and joining me from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, once again, is a man who has conveniently time-boxed this episode for 7.15 so that he can watch the national championship game in peace. It is Mr. Jake Grant. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, Very excited to... uh indoctrinate the next non-revenue sports chair of the Ramblin' Rec Club in that time, too. So, you know, got to stay on brand because it seems like that's that's the meat of our schedule today, is it not? Oh, yes, it is. We do have a couple of news items to go through, and then we have a lot of non-rev. A couple of football items that happened. I don't know. We, we could talk about that. I, I mean, mean it a- be, it'd be a shame not to talk about at least Presley for a little bit, right? True, true. I mean, you know, all in all, it was a pretty pretty light light week on the flats. I feel like everyone's coming back from vacation. Um, some of the sports are still in action. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of, a lot of non-rev talk on the, uh, on the radar today. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say it's funny to write a, uh, a Yellow Jacket roundup because uh, I do that every week. Um, in a week where everybody's talking about how nothing's going on. And I'm like, wow, I have three sports to talk about for the first time since March. So, you know. You know, our non-rev writer appreciates it most when all of the sports come back from their scheduled quarantine. Oh, for sure. All right. Let's put our usual 30 minutes on the clock. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. Let's roll. All right, three, two, one, let's fly. Academic news first, because this is an academically focused podcast, of course. Tech student athletes posted a 3.10 overall GPA uh, during the fall semester. Mr. Grant, how should I feel about this? Um, I mean, nerds do good at nerd stuff. That's, that's good, right? Um, I mean, any... Anybody that's averaging between that A and the B uh, is probably doing especially pretty here. Hard. I was gonna say if if somebody said, "Wow, look, all of these athletes are averaging a four zero," I'd go, "Hmm, were UNCing this?" Stuff? And if they were all averaging a two, whatever, like Texas football is really proud of, I'd also be like, "Hmm, what are we doing here?" But uh, you know, seems. Seems reasonable. Seems good. Um, a lot of our student athletes are are really really bright kids too, and uh, yeah, you know, I like to succeed at school. I'm sure they do too. <laughs> I mean, we've had we've had classes with athletes before, and uh, usually they're they're pretty bright. Like I, I've appreciated their input. I uh, being being a swimmer who's a mechanical engineer, I run into a lot of uh, other swimmers, obviously club ones who I know, and varsity ones just from being in my class, and I. Thoroughly enjoy getting to hear their perspective on being a student athlete. That's probably what I see the most is is swimming and track. But uh, you know, I'll always uh, always have lots of Ben Lammers memes lying around somewhere too. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to other news items about Georgia Tech in general. Campus construction is still ongoing despite a pandemic. Uh, you mentioned to me earlier before we got on the air that the Eco Commons Park uh, is nearly done. Well, I have an exclusive from the Rumble Seat um, 
tidbit that nobody else knows in the whole world. And that is that uh, campus head honchos today were getting toured around it, namely one Mr. Angel Cabrera, um, who all of you probably know as Georgia Tech's president. So I assume with them being uh, shown the sights, um, particularly, you know, the head guy, we're probably pretty close to seeing that done. And, uh, you know, every every day that the campus is a little less of a giant construction site is, uh, is a good day for everyone else. So just wait. Another plot of land will become a construction site. Oh, this just is the way. Uh, wait till it's a big chunk of Bobby Dodd in a year or two whenever they uh, actually start building that. Oh god, I don't even want to. I don't even want to imagine. Just for just for some context, geographic context, uh, if you haven't been on campus in a while, the Eco Commons, if I remember correctly, uh, according to the map in my head, is across. It's where the old police station used to be, which I guess was just the police station before like 2019. Um, <laughs> so that is what corner of First and Fowler. No, First and Fowler. My street knowledge isn't uh, good. Is First and Atlantic. Nope. Uh, first in Hemphill, the Angled Street. Okay. 0 for 2. Uh, but yes, so that's first in Hemphill. It's right across from, what is that, MRDC? Yeah, the MRDC, for those of you who don't know, um, the MRDC, it's the one with the big, weird concrete cylinders around it. And also the Mark, which is the one with the uh, colorful pipes inside that ME2110 is inside. Um, so yeah, lots mm-hmm. of uh, new, I guess, um, do you call it an amenity or is it's not like it's a sports field or like a, a you know a, a place for people to run around, but at least it's nice open space on campus. Yeah, no, I'm never, I'm never going to complain about that. Also, that whole place used to be a massive parking lot when I was oh, on yeah. campus, and that was two years ago. So, uh, I'm not going to complain about more green space. One last point I want to make. I was going to say one last point that I want to make that you just uh, unearthed from deep down when I toured tech. Um, don't know why such a strong takeaway was there's too many parking lots everywhere. And I realized that standing right across the street from the police lot. So like, I feel validated in that, wow, there's too many parking lots. And then they're like, no, 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 no. We're tearing them all up. And now it's park. And uh, it only took them five years, but that's, uh, that's been a, a side of campus. That's really been transforming for the last like 40 years straight. So now it's much more mm-hmm. campus and a lot less. This used to be a neighborhood that Tech Chime kind of just bought and took over. Hey, you know, there's room for capitalism at Georgia Tech. <laughs> Don't we know it? Uh, indeed. All right, let's move on to non-rev news. Women's basketball was in action this past week. They went two and zero, oh, but I will admit I am upset about it, Mr. Grant. Uh, I don't know if you watched both of these games, the first one versus Clemson on the 7th, and then the second one versus Virginia Tech uh, yesterday afternoon. Georgia uh, Tech looked bad to start both of them, and then they know, looked good later on, and it bothered me. Please discuss. I was going to say, my my takeaway, I didn't get to watch the Clemson one live, um, but I did go back and watch some tape uh, and, and fill in the gaps in what I missed for Virginia Tech, too. Um for those of you who are wondering where Yellow Jacket Roundup was, that is partially why it was super late. Um, but one thing I want to say about this team in general is that this is not past Georgia Tech women's basketball teams. It's very easy to be like, wow, logical continuation. But past Georgia Tech teams were, we work in the paint and we're really scrappy. And if we fall behind, it's really, really hard for us to come back. 
point being here, I think maybe not last year's team, but any other Georgia Tech women's basketball team I've seen besides that, and even last year is a little bit questionable, doesn't win that ball game. Being down 10 late, having to make free throws, we didn't do any of that stuff until very, very recently, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, this isn't the men's team that doesn't know how to make free throws, and I say that with all due respect. Uh, but let's let's be honest here. The men's team is not good at making free throws. Um, but the thing that the thing that was upsetting to me is like we've been talking all season so far about how this team, if it plays its cards right, is a tournament team, uh, or the like. Even at a certain level, maybe our expectations or realistic expectations are that that this is a tournament team, and I don't even think that's a stretch to say that. Yeah, it, and this is the type of game, and 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 the Clemson game too. Despite you know Clemson being actually a functional basketball program this year on the women's side uh, and the men's side, which is also very weird. Anyway, because um, they didn't win the like, national championship, you know they 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 have to suffer there that their basketball team may be good. A tragedy, a Shakespearean tragedy. But but my point is like these are two games that you probably needed to bag pretty by like healthy margins, not like like large margins. But you need to show that you are clearly better than both of these teams in order to back up this realistic expectation of tournament team. I feel like, and they didn't really pull away until from Clemson until late, and they didn't. <laughs> They left it until the absolute last minute of play versus Virginia Tech. Um, Yeah. As much as I agree with you, Clemson, they pulled away late. They led pretty big for a while there late, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't it like 20 points at one Uh, point? It ended ended, uh, with Tech by 13. Okay, I I don't have the thing in front of me. I was going to say, I thought it was more somewhere in the third or fourth. Um, I should go check on that. I'm I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up to vamp. I'm going to vamp. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. Like, granted, it's probably a reason why our RPI is a lot higher than our net. And, like, I mean, you want want the bolt to be good, right? But um, but RPI, and granted, this is just one of the – factors that we can measure our team's success by sees Georgia Tech as a top 20 team and we don't even receive votes in either poll even net which you know if if you're we're parked at 31 we had been 28 but you know playing certain teams and you know the, the 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 cascading effects of adding new teams to your RPI kind of and your net changes it in ways that you can't always predict with a hey we won it should get better kind of thing uh, but even then, being a, a top 30, 31, 32 team, 28, I think we were last week, that should be getting us votes and polls. That should be getting us some sort of attention. And not that they haven't beat anybody, but like it's a it's it's a pedestrian six and three, but it's still six and three, I guess is the point I'm trying to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Um well, uh, let me walk back to some of the comments that I made about the Clemson game because looking at the game flow chart, this game was Clemson blew the doors off for most of the first quarter, and then it got close to the beginning of the second, and then Tech blew the doors off the rest of the way. Um, so I have to eat a little bit of crow there. Um, I did only, I guess, I caught most of it, but I didn't. I, I wasn't paying enough attention. It looks like, but if like Clemson. 
is not a team that you should be starting. I maintain that Clemson is not a team that you should be starting slow against. And I think this is a theme that we have seen. We saw it last year too with this team where they would start slow and they would get behind. But, but like you said, they did, they didn't always necessarily have the juice to finish off the comeback Um, in this game. uh, and, And, but versus Virginia tech, if you look at the game flow chart between the middle of the second quarter, and the uh, middle of the fourth quarter, VT was leading by a pretty healthy margin at most. I think it was 10. I definitely saw it creep up towards uh, 15 at one point, but I can't find that on the chart. Um, but, but Tech played tough defense, especially at the end of the third quarter and end of the fourth quarter, and turned, that, and, and turned it into points on the back end and was able to pull this game out. I, at the end of the day, a win is a win, and I, I shouldn't complain. But I'm, I'm just – sometimes I'm frustrated about the process. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you, have, you have every right to be frustrated by the process sometimes. Um, I think that's also a sign of kind of a, a privilege of expectation too, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we get to have this conversation and say like, hey, like we can expect more from this team because frankly, you know, it – it stinks when you have teams or, or times or, or seasons when you can't say that about a team, whether it's women's basketball or anything else, you know? Um, and I think that Georgia tech women's basketball is kind of building the floor of your expectations right here. Right? Like you lost in overtime to a, a pretty well-regarded Georgia team. You got kind of handled by NC state, but they're a top three team in the country. There's not a real shame in doing that. And then you have a loss pretty close going on the road for a second time to Notre Dame, a team that we've historically struggled with in an arena that both men's and women's basketball have struggled in. Like it's not really a, it's not really a black mark on the team so far, but you know, you look at those and say, man, make two free throws and we're not tied or one free throw. And we're not tied at the end of the regulation with Georgia and we're seven and two. And then, you know, make that play that last play against Notre Dame. And we're going to overtime and maybe we're, we're eight and one, right? So these are, these are mm-hmm. the hallmark, man, what, what good problems to have things. And, and you're going to drop a game. What, there's going to be a, a game like Virginia Tech that we're not going to win at some point, right? I would argue the, the Notre Dame game was that. That's, that, yeah. I mean, which I guess proves your point, but, but yeah. And it's the ACC. It's it's a strange year outside of Louisville and NC State, which are both in the top three. No one else is ranked. So this weird middle part of the schedule until we run into Louisville again is going to be kind of a giant question mark, right? Granted, okay, next weekend we need to beat Virginia. Losing to them, and I need to knock on some wood. There, you guys can hear it. Would be horrible for our RPI, for our strength of schedule, for whatever you want to say. They are not a good basketball team. We need to win that. But everything else in the ACC is pretty, you know, uh, on, who knows? It's all that middle block, there. right? Yeah. It's, 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 we talked about this last year, too, uh, when there were two clear teams at the top with NC State uh, and Louisville. And then the next four or five teams that Tech was a part of was just a block of yep. what is going on here. No one can really figure it out. 
Well, because even your usual medium teams, your your Syracuse women's basketball, your Florida State women's basketball, who's ranked most of last year, we got a couple nice wins against them. Um, UNC is usually a fringe top 25. You're not hearing a lot of smoke about any of these teams, really. Um, and Duke after, also canceled its season. so Yeah. Um, so really, not who knows, that sounds bad, but like, it's a more stratified conference, I think, than it's ever been. Uh, a couple of the bottom teams are lower than they usually are. And, to ha- I mean, granted, also, usually it's Notre Dame and Louisville in the top five and not NC State and Louisville. But still, you know, it the, the good teams are really, really good, and the bad teams are, are bad, and everyone else is just shanking each other in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to just to close the book on women's basketball for now. Their next game, like we talked about, was is versus number twenty four Syracuse at six p.m. on the fourteenth, and then on the seventeenth, which is next Sunday, I think, um, at uh, Charlottesville versus Virginia, and that's one p.m. on ACC Network Extra. Uh, Mr. Grant, I want to whip through the next couple items a little quickly. Uh, men's basketball. Uh, lots of COVID, you know, lots of COVID postponements this week. That was the terrible way of phrasing it, but we're going to roll with it. Um, I think three, four games canceled. Uh, we're looking at them potentially playing NC state this weekend. Uh, but we'll see, uh, Jake, you have swimming's latest meet on here. Yeah, um, we swam against Auburn last Friday. Auburn is ranked 22 on the men's side, 19 on the women's. Um, We kind of always knew that this was going to be a big test. Um, Georgia Tech, traditionally, at least the last two years, has not been ranked for having really great depth and winning dual meets. It has been ranked for having the star power to win at the end of the season. And this was a classic example of that. Of note, there was no diving at this meet. So I think, um, especially on the women's side, which basically Auburn doubled up uh, our ladies. Um, we didn't see a lot of wins or a lot of podiums. Um, but not having diving really hurt them. They're, they're really strong on those uh, events up and down uh, that list. Let's see. Thinking about what else we have to say about swimming. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you've probably heard us talk about Kyle Pumpudis. Uh, Christian Ferraro, those two boys are very good, and between the two of them, won five events alone. Um, Kyle won his typical 200 IM in both breaststroke events. Christian won both fly events. Um, true freshman, Batur Unlu, I really hope I said that right. Uh, he's Turkish, um, won two events, the 100 and 200 free, and came in second in the 500, sorry. Um, so very good to see that. at the top. Of the, at the top of the table, we're looking very good. And uh, Kyle Barone also won uh, a backstroke event. Um, not to ramble too long, um, but I think you can vouch for for my logic here that I think the most encouraging thing we saw wasn't the expected, all right, the women kind of, you know, didn't really hold a candle to it, but it was good to see new faces. We saw the same old, same old from the men, and, and like it was good to see their, their typically successful swimmers step up. But I think the most important takeaway is probably those relay wins uh, mm-hmm. from front. Um, allowing a little bit more detail so you can comment on that. The the two relays, which 
again, it, it's a dual meet. Coaches can kind of decide which events are swimming, which aren't. This week we saw two relays, the 200 free and the 200 medley. Uh, and in it, um, on both relays, we saw a relatively unheard from this year, true freshman uh, from central Illinois, featured pretty heavily on both of them. And they, they both were winning relays. Um, and I think that's my number one takeaway of, hey, we've talked about in the past that there's not a lot of depth, but look, both our relays were very successful and we're getting these results from people that we really haven't seen do that in the past. I don't know. It just sounds like you, you saw the state that this swimmer was from. Also, you didn't mention their name, but you just oh, saw the state that this person was from and but, then yeah. just made them the focal point of your of your little spiel there. Uh, I mean, I, I love to be biased towards the state of Illinois swimming. Um, but uh, no, Justin Alderson, true freshman. Uh, like we said, Batura Unlu, a true freshman. Uh, these are good considering Kyle Christian, Kyle Barone, uh, Barone, uh, Baron, however you want to say that. I don't really know. Um, they're getting old, you know? You got to find new people somewhere. Um, but uh, depending on eligibility and returns next year, I think they could have a obviously a, a good showing down the stretch here, but you know, add another recruiting class, another year to train and grow. Could be looking at a nice uh, spring 21 and spring 22 for these boys. Mm-hmm. Makes makes sense. I mean, and if I remember correctly, the, the latest results uh, aren't in the USA Swimming database. Uh, but you said the men were still hanging tight at number 11 in the nation in our cap rankings, and the women were around 29th. Yes. Um, I, I will monkey with the weights uh on the events just to see if we can kind of get that to more accurately reflect uh a couple other you know uh, i.e juice georgia tech's rankings more is what he's saying yeah i really don't mind uh where the the weights for our events are set right now though because uh they kind of overrate our teams so you know it's nice to see us kind of close to the top 10 hey comfortable Margins of error, you know, where we we like those. We're we're all about margins of error. Yeah. Uh, speaking of margins of error, um, good to see Tech track successful in the jumping events. Um, those are typically pretty narrowly contested. Um, You're really were, pushing this margin of error joke. I can like hear it, and I can hear it in every word that you're that you're really focusing on it. <laughs> I. Uh, I got to get track in here somehow. It'd be rude not to say anything. Um, mm -hmm. They don't give us a lot uh, in the results on this, but we do know uh, our event winners. Uh, we, we got a dub in the triple jump, the long jump, the 800 meter, and the coolest thing I've seen out of track in a hot minute uh, were both the men and the women sweeping the podium in the 1,000 meters. Um, so good for them. All right. Nice job. Just a couple more uh, news items before we roll on out of here. Uh, football uh, had its early enrollees roll in and move in this weekend, so that's cool. Classes start on uh, classes start on Thursday, right? For the spring twenty twenty one uh, spring twenty twenty one semester. Yes, sir. Alrighty, so we'll look forward to that. I didn't see a list on 
uh, Ramblin' Wreck, so I can't read anything out to you. Uh, we did mention earlier uh, Presley Harvin the third, who won the Ray Guy Award for the nation's best hunter. Congrats to him. Uh, he's had one uh, one heck of a career on the flats, kicking that, kicking the old pigskin. Yeah, definitely a uh, a student cult classic favorite. It's it's rare to see the time when uh, the punter is getting the biggest cheers when they announce the starting lineups, but I think that's pretty cool. So. Oh, it's absolutely cool. And he's that dude's leg is a weapon. It might have to be licensed in a couple of states once he graduates. <laughs> Hopefully uh, not terrorizing any of our favorite NFL teams, you know. Hey, well, you don't care about the Bears. And also I'm, you know, stricken with an addiction to the world's most heartbreaking sports franchise. Just uh, just have the Falcons draft uh, Presley and then you get to walk on over to your favorite stadium and see him uh, – Eight times a fall. So, with the fourth overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Presley Harvin III. I mean, Georgia Tech. He could theoretically contribute to them for two decades. You know that that that'd be an impact pick. He could. That's the thing. Our punter right now is not that good. Every advanced metric hates uh, hates him, and I would really like someone loved by advanced metrics for you know flipping the field wow you like advanced metrics i'm shocked shut shut up all right that about wraps it up for this week of news mr grant you said you had something to plug at the end of this week's episode so you have the floor yeah um i don't get paid for plugging this what i do want is uh is relatively well-priced, uh, high-quality collegiate gear that we seem to sorely lack at Georgia Tech, which is why by the time you uh, you all listening to this are, I guess, listening, um, Georgia Tech uh, Twitter will hopefully be ablaze with From the Rumble Seats and friends uh, advocating for home field apparel to be licensed to use Georgia Tech stuff. Um, we know that this does not... Uh, run into barriers on the home field end. Uh, we've talked to them, and, and they very much want to work with us. And uh, Georgia Tech is a school with a lot of nice history that we could really make some good stuff with. Um, like I said, I have no financial skin in the game. I just uh, really like their stuff, and they, they want to work with Georgia Tech. Um, it's a great way to get uh, their cult following involved in our program and our spending money on our athletics as well. So it would be very nice if you could drop a line over on, we're going to put out a open letter to administration and uh, hopefully that picks up some traction. If you have any connections, uh, let us know or let them know or let Homefield know uh, really whatever we can do to get in the door because emails and letters uh, have come back from tech pretty unresponsive. So we're going to try and uh, get a grass mood grassroots movement going because you know i guess that's uh that's all the rage these days who wouldn't want a sentient brand you know in their in their georgia tech community or in their school community i mean i mean what's wrong with another self-deprecating twitter account around these parts if a sad dog and an antelope that says zot and indiana hoosiers football can become well loved by random people on the internet Who's to say Georgia Tech can't? Indiana Hoosiers football is way more well-loved now basically just because of home field. Yep, exactly. Um, 
it's a good business decision. There's literally no loss. There's not really much work required on tech's end. And all that we have to do as Georgia Tech fans is uh, buy some stuff. But that won't be hard. I uh, am not even uh, able to buy Georgia Tech stuff. And I still took care of the rest of my family's alma maters with uh, home field uh, this past Christmas. So definitely. Also, again, to, to, to reemphasize, we're not getting paid for this. This is not podcast business. This is out of, this is the genuine, you know, genuine care, love and care. I don't know. I need another word for that statement. Uh, interest, uh, demand, In- uh, wanting to spend money? Question mark. Uh, looking out for the best interests of Georgia Tech. I think is a good way to put it. Too. Any way you want to brand it, uh, home field apparel. If, uh, like I said, if you guys have any connections, if you guys are in the know, if you guys have any ideas. Drop a comment uh, if you're reading this on the site. Tweet us at FTRS blog, uh, at Jake Grant 98 at whatever Akshay is. He doesn't tweet that much. We are... As a rule. I mean, and, 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 and this goes for any company. We love Adidas, I guess. We love whatever we can get our hands on, right? We want to see cool Georgia Tech mugs and, and prints and shirts. We will advertise... Oh, let me put this out there. I personally will advertise... Uh, your Georgia Tech or Collegiate Apparel brand, uh, obviously, once we get cleared for it, if we need to do that, um, I will advertise it personally if you send us free stuff. I mean, I don't even need to get paid. If somebody wants to do business with us and they're a good company and they make good stuff, it's it makes perfect sense for Georgia Tech at the heart of Atlanta to be at the heart of some cool products and things, I think. Okay, let's let's stop shilling for a sentient brand. Give me before we head out. Give me your national championship prediction. Mm, I think line on the game is eight and a half. Bama, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Of Bama. I think it. I think it'll come down to the last play or not the last play, the last uh, drive or two. And I think. Oh man, I really want to be Big Ten bias here, uh, so I'm going to do it. Screw them. Uh, screw the world. Ohio State uh, by three. Ooh, ooh, tough. Uh, you really want Ohio State plus, don't you? Um, I don't know. Give me Bama in the points. Or lay the points for Bama. I don't know. I don't know branding talk. Alabama by, by like eight. Or I guess nine in my case. I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, that was... Justin that, Fields. I was going to say. Here's my thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's my thing. Justin Fields plays well enough so that he plays himself solidly into the top four of the NFL draft, but he doesn't play well enough to get him into the top three. Capiche? <laughs> you just want him to be a Falcon next year. He, come on home, Justin. Come on home. The, uh, I think the game and the sport – will be better off with a competitive game. So at, at the heart of it, I just want it to be all right. They had Ohio State had a chance, you know? Fine, fine. That's the closing bell. We will see you all next week. Oh.